Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to the August episode of that Disneyland Paris podcast with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. It's funny, isn't it? We always had like a slightly different intro to this to any other podcast. I've never tried yeah. to change it. I've never tried to push it on the other ones. I just keep this one separate. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. It's because there's only two of us. That's probably why it works. But yeah. even when I'm recording a podcast with just one other person, I still don't try and do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if if, yeah. if people can't make Disney parks or something, I don't think, oh well me and Craig are doing it, so I'll I'll change it. I just just leave it a standard. I can't be yeah. can't be asked with that. Um but yes, we are here to talk about uh, things revolving around Disneyland Paris, our favourite neighbouring park to our mm, Let's just call it country. Yeah. Leave it at that. Let's not try and jazz it up. No. <laughs> not much to be proud of about England at the moment. In fact, if anything, no. we're trying to pollute our neighbours. Yeah. So let's not, yeah. let's not focus on that too much. Um, but yes, we thought we would talk to you about some of the uh, kind of late, latest news around Disneyland Paris. Um, and also, I'm pretty sure, did we not either the last episode or the episode before, talk about the fact that we hadn't really got much planned about going to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> the last one because we, we both kind of had trips kiboshed a yeah. couple of weeks before. Yeah. Uh, and then we're like, well, we'll go at some point, <laughs> but I don't know when. Well, we do now. So yep. we will also talk about that as well. Um I suppose one thing that I do on other podcasts that I, I, I guess I sometimes do on here as well is ask what everyone's drinking. It's only the two of us. So uh, what are you uh, hydrating yourself with? So anybody that's on our Patreon will know that uh, the other day I had a can of Lil. You but today did. I'm, I, I'm sticking to the same kind of thing, but I've got a can of Sprite today. You know, I was hoping you was going to say Sunkist. <laughs> I just find no. that a little bit more retro. Orangina. <laughs> Orangina. That's French. Yep. <laughs> Occasionally you get it here as well. Sprite's a funny one. Like, um, my wife, that was like her favourite drink when we first, like her favourite kind of like fizzy drink, more than Coke or anything. Um, but it's not one really people talk about. Like, no one normally goes out of their way to buy a bottle of Sprite. Did no, I? and it, it was one of the last ones that they ended up adding zero to the end of mm. as well. For a long time, you could only get the full full sugar one. Mm. Well, even the full sugar ones now aren't full sugar, are they? No. I've noticed. Like, if you buy a, a can of, well, a can of Coke or a bottle of Coke, it's sugars and sweeteners. Yeah. Which I don't think was always the case. Um, I guess Less there's a sugar way... tax. Well, yes. 
Yes, that that makes a lot of sense actually. Um, I've noticed that with energy drinks, like some of the ones that are full, uh, like say they're they're like full of. I don't say full of sugar, obviously, but <laughs> you get the ones that say like no no sugar or zero sugar or no added sugar, or whatever. But even the ones that have sugar in also have sweeteners, and they're kept at the same price. And I'm guessing that's why, because if they obviously cut down on the real sugar intake, that obviously allows them to uh, avoid the tax or have a reduced tax or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with Disneyland Paris. Let's let's you know move on from that. A um, couple of big stories, I think, um, yep. and that's what I know about. Uh, I don't know what you've got lined up. So, um, anything you wanted to start with? Yeah, I was going to touch. It's not something big, and it's not specifically oh. Disneyland Paris uh, related, hmm. um, but it's adjacent. Um, one of the Good Neighbor hotels. Uh, the Magic Circus is no longer called the Magic Circus. Oh. Uh, it's now called the Grand Magic Hotel. And apparently it's four stars now. I was trying to... We was having a conversation a few weeks ago because um, some friends of ours have just uh, just come back from a trip and they stayed at... No, no, they... Did they stay at Art of Marvel? Yes, they started Art of Marvel. Um, and so we were talking about that. And I was... I can't remember how we got onto it, but basically we were talking about... Well, we might be going as a family next year. Very early discussions, but we might go as a family next year. And uh, my wife was talking about the, the hotels around there. And I think she said she wanted to have one that had a pool. She was a big fan of uh, Cheyenne... Uh, it's just always been a favourite of of both of us, really. Um, even though it is basic, uh, admittedly. And I was t- trying to talk about the fact that like Disney don't star their hotels, no. but they kind of price them as if they were starred, and it's yeah. again done on amenities. And I'm pretty sure to get a three star, it needs to have a pool. Yeah, but I don't know what four and five are. No. So, I'm just looking at what it says is because the website's all been updated already. Uh, 396 rooms and suites, family rooms and facilities for children, restaurant, bar, and terraces. I wonder whether that might be something to do with it that has to have a restaurant. Um, I, yeah. It's got eight modular conference rooms. That might be another thing as well that they take into account. Well, yeah, because I mean, the Cheyenne and the Santa Fe both have rest. Well, all the ho- all the Disney yeah. hotels have restaurants. Um, so I I had contemplated that, but I thought, well, no, because it's still only really yeah. classes a two star. But maybe it's the type of dining. Maybe yeah, uh, conference well be. conference rooms, as you say, that is quite a, an unusual one. So yeah. maybe, and that's um, the, they're the only things that stand out on the website that would. Would give it a four star. Did you say sweets? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's sweets. So I don't think yeah. I don't think Cheyenne or Santa Fe have sweets. No. So that could be something as well. It's interesting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll look it up one day and tell you, yeah. lovely listeners, or maybe we won't. Who you'll have to tune in to find out, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, something we've talked about that we could possibly dive into some of those. I know we've kind of talked over a few of them because we've stayed in them. Mm. but maybe we could 
we could look at them in more more detail at some point. So Magic Circus, yeah, is what it was called, and now yeah. it's called the Grand Magic. So the so I'm guessing the circus theme is dropped. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Certainly, the website doesn't look like it's um, circus themed anymore. Because uh, I mean, the thing is, uh, and I mean that's frustrating. Because I have. At the start of this podcast, I'd started writing a book about yeah. Disneyland Paris. Um, so you can go back and see how long this show's been running for when I started the book. Well, I, f- I finished another final draft this summer after I waited deliberately for uh, Avengers Campus to open. So that could be the last chapter of the book. And one of the things I remember doing years ago was writing about all the hotels and the partner hotels. And when I was researching about Magic Circus, um, I was taking some photos from the website and I was looking at stuff on there. And I mean, you know, inside it had like a circus tent yeah. above you and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was it was legitimately circus themed. Very bizarre, if you ask me, uh, as a theme for a hotel, but whatever. Um, so, but I mean, the fact they dropped circus from the name would suggest they're, that's gone. Yeah. Um, and if you can't see anything in the photos, then again... No, it definitely doesn't look like it. Like, the restaurant looks like it's kind of like a garden party situation. Oh, okay. But indoors, so, like, it's got plants all over the ceiling and things like that. So it definitely does look... And, and interesting, and we'll talk about it again in a, in a little while. Well, so... Um, is it Has it changed ownership? Or they just I, rethemed it? I don't know. It seems like it's possibly a change of ownership, which is, is strange because I, I've been affected by that uh, in California this week as well. Um, we'd booked to stay in a Holiday Inn. It, it's now a double tree by Hilton. So it, it seems like it's a, a bit of a thing that hotels are being bought out at the moment. That's a weird one as well because I've stayed at a double tree. Yeah. And although not in California, I stayed in one in Orlando. But the rooms there seem to be more sweet-like. Yeah. Um, I think they were all sweets. I think we had, a, like, a junior suite or something. Um, but they all had, like, a kitchenette area and stuff like that. So it's quite different to a Holiday Inn, and especially a yeah. Holiday Inn Express, because they're the, yeah. more, the more base ones. But that actually leads on to a good segue, because have you heard that news? Yes, yeah. I, that, I'd completely forgotten it. It'd gone out of my head, and that's just a really <laughs> random thing that I've just said. Yep. And yes, I did. I read it either yesterday or the day before. Hey, do you want to explain what you read? Yeah, so um, the Holiday Inn are building a new hotel out at Val de Europe, I believe. Um, I didn't read a lot. I just saw that that was, that was the plan. Is it? Did they say it's opening this year, I think? No, I, I no, I'm pretty sure it was 2022. Right, so, I, I'm sure it was. It was like I want to say autumn 2022. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Let me try and see if I can find the article quickly, because yeah, that it kind of came out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought. Um. It just kind of got announced. I can't. I can't even find. I can't find a news article to it or anything like that. Very strange. But I saw okay. it. <laughs> it's definitely being built. But I couldn't remember if it was being built um, 
in Valde Europe, or if it was being built um, nearer uh, the the land itself. Uh, so it's coming up. It's already there. Oh. Um, so if you search it in Google, Holiday and Express Marlon Valley Valde Europe, and I. IHG Hotel. It's already there. Um, In Bally Remain Villas. Yeah. Which I think is... It's kind of... Well, it's it's, the different directions of out of Europe, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, it's all on the website and everything. Wow. Um, Yeah, it says it's 12 minutes from Valde Europe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that must be uh, to the east. I think it's to the east. Yeah. Of uh, of of where you know if you if you look at Disneyland Paris being kind of like at yeah. the centre, um, but that's interesting. Yeah, and it's saying by the end of the oh. year. Oh, you're right, December 2022. Yeah, that's been really because I mean the thing is a, a hotel doesn't just go up. No. They take quite a while to build. So, that's weird. Yeah. It How says... Bizarre. Accepting reservations for arrivals on or after December the 1st. This is like... Um, did you did you uh, hear um, me talk to Chris Ripley about his, his ghost hotel <laughs> that he booked in Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he book a hotel that wasn't there? Um, he built a hotel that was being built that was due to open two weeks before he got there. <laughs> and he was like, but, but but the thing is, he said, like, when you're on the website, it, it like looks like it's there. Yeah. And then when you actually, um, but then when he f- found out about it, it was like, oh, no, it's, it's due to open in October. <laughs> He's like, so it's not actually open. So all the stuff he saw was either... Um, from like a, a showroom, like a literal showroom, or um, artist impressions. So he's he's not staying there now because he's obviously conscious yeah. it's not actually going to open up when it's when it says it is. So yeah, um, yeah. Just looking at this on the map, um, it is to the uh, if you're facing uh, Disneyland Park, uh, it's to the southeast. Right. It's actually not that far away um, from David Crockett. Nah. So, so it's in that kind of probably, direction. Uh, probably an easier one to get get to then. Driving wise, yes. Um, I don't know what the roads are like uh, for walking. No. For example, and I wonder from whether I'll have a shuttle. Um, what does it say on the website? Uh, do, 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 do. Secure outdoor car park, 75 spaces, uh, 11 spaces for electric cars, with charging station. Hotels located only 10 minutes by car from Disneyland Paris and 12 minutes from Valley Europe. A bus stop, Line 34, is located right in front of the hotel and provides access to Marlon Val Chessie and Valley Europe train That's stations. That's on the paid bus route then. It's definitely on the paid bus route. Now, most of these hotels do have a free shuttle. Yeah. Um. So, uh, to to jump ahead to something we'll talk about later on, but 
uh, sort of hotels I've been looking at to stay in in Valde Europe have exactly that. They will have a shuttle that runs, and normally it's shared. So maybe three or four hotels all have the same shuttle. Yeah. Which means depending on which hotel you're at is very uh, dependent on your likelihood of getting on it. Like uh, like the ones where we stayed. Yes. Including Magic Circus is part of that. There's a there's five or six hotels there that all use the same shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. And unless they're running two or three at a time. Yeah. Then yeah, it's a it's a I know the last time I went there was two that would mm. run between certain hotels. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that quite a lot. That they don't just have one that does the whole lot because you'd literally be getting on ten yeah. people at a time or something. Otherwise, I couldn't tell you what it's like now because it's been three years. Yeah, yeah three years since yeah. I last went. So exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how it's all all running, and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. The thing is, though, a hotel. Well, I mean, Holiday Inn Expresses generally are reasonable hotels. Yep. Um, probably, uh, I don't know if prices are... I wonder if prices are available on the website yet. It says they're taking bookings from the 1st of December, so they should be. Book now. Let's have a look. Uh, do I want to book in on the, fir- on the 26th of August? No. Because I know you won't be open then. Let's go for the 1st. Uh, one room, one guest. Let's go for two. Let's go for two adults. See what that's like. Ninety-one thirty. That's not bad. Uh, I mean that's that's the starting price. Um, so ninety-one thirty for one bed, a two bed, or standard. Um, I don't know. That's that's mm. definitely not bad for an opening day price. Yeah. Uh, it's a Thursday, so it will be. Let's see how much it changes if I go for the the. For, let's go for the Saturday instead, um, because that's obviously you know Fridays should be a premium, but not always ninety one thirty. So that okay. seems to be the price. Um, so that puts it, I think, slightly above the B and B. Yeah, I think that's normally around sixty or seventy. Yeah, um, we, I think normally it comes out at around 70, 76, 77 pounds. Right. Um, for a night. Um, so it, it, it kind of slaps it in about explorers. Yep. Um, and it's interesting. If you go for, uh, so, it's, so it's got one bed, two bed or standard. It just says standard room when you click on it. It doesn't really say what it's about, but... Uh, if you go for a one-bed option, you can have a king, a queen, or a queen standard sofa bed. The queen standard sofa bed is 128 euros, mm. but the queen and the king are 91 th- are from 91.30. And the two beds, uh, two twin standard, 91.30, two twin standard sofa bed is 128. Why is the sofa bed more expensive? <laughs> I never weird. understand that. No. Oh, Okay, so the two twin standard sofa bed sleeps four. Mm. That's obviously why. And the yeah. same with the queen standard. So, so it must be you get a queen bed and a double sofa bed. Yep. Okay, that ma- that's that makes more sense now. I mean, look, 
you know, 128 for a queen bed and a sofa bed to sleep four people, I think that's really good. Yeah. Because I'm going to get a good bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great, I just coughed down the microphone. <laughs> um, apologies for that sound spike. But that, that's good. I mean, as I said, what will be interesting is, because I, I don't know, I've been to, uh, I've been to Davy Crockett. I've not walked around uh, where this is. To be fair, looking at the map, it does look quite built up. Yeah. Uh, and if there's a bus route, then maybe you can walk. The problem is some of those roads do look like roads, don't they? And not yeah. streets and roads. So that always makes me a little, a little bit reluctant. But um, yeah, it's, it's obviously not too far away. If you're a 10 minute drive uh, and there's, you know, buses that you can get or, you know, or get an Uber or a taxi or something, it's not going to cost you too much money to go. Um, and the other thing as well, like I know just comparing the prices to those other hotels, but this is new. Yeah. You know, this is this is brand new. So what you're getting is a you know, a, a brand new hotel to sleep in. Not one that probably needs a bit of refurbishment. Yeah. Or a refresh. So I think especially for that price, it's a good option. And they they are good when they've been newly built. Mm. I stayed in I stayed in one in LA on our honeymoon. Um, literally in Hollywood, mm. um, and it had only been open a couple of months, and it was lovely. And they are normally cheap when they first open, which is is proving a point here. I think yeah. it will end up going up in price um, after six months to a year. Um, but for for now, that's a, a great price, and it should be a, a lovely hotel. Yeah, yeah, I think it's another good option. Yeah, no good for us for now but definitely for future trips. Yeah. Um, okay, I, th- I think that's all I had for hotels. Yeah. <laughs> Hotel news. Um, what else did you want to talk about? Well, I suppose we uh, we better talk trains. Toot, toot. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've had some disappointing news here in the UK uh, over the last week regarding the Eurostar. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know um, that hasn't been travelling by Eurostar or hasn't been back since the, the pandemic. Um, the two stations south of London that normally um, have stops on the Eurostar line to, to France, um, they were due to be closed until 2023. That has now been extended until at least 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that's a bit of a pain for you, isn't it, Nick? Because you used to be able to get to those ones a bit easier. Yeah, the the problem for me and those trains is that I can get into London, yeah. and it's not too hard. It's just expensive. And, you know, Craig will tell you, you know, when Craig gets to Eurostar to Disneyland Paris, he has to get a train down. Yeah. Um, he will normally want to go early in the morning so like to get get a train to get to Disneyland Paris early in the morning so that means that he comes down the night before which means you've got to have, then add a hotel stay on top of that yeah. so you know hotels in London aren't cheap um, I think actually one of the ones nearby might be a Holiday Inn Express I'm not sure um, <laughs> you know there are some more budget options but it's still London like you're still probably looking at about 90 to 100 quid plus a night so you've got to add that on top as well um, you know, for me getting into London, if I get a train in, uh, you know, it, 
could be about 10, 15 quid for me to go. But I've still got a lump on my suitcase around, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whilst with um, with Ebb's Fleet, and even, um, what was the other one? Ashford. Was it? was it Ashford? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Ebb's Fleet is much nearer to me than Ashford. Ashford is, is further on down the line, uh, but still not that far. Um, you know, to, to drive to those, uh, well, to drive to Ebb's Fleet, probably took about 40 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes, 40 minutes. Um, car parking was reasonable, you know, to park there for the week because um, they've got their own car parks and stuff. It's not this stuff like when you go to Heathrow and you've got, you know, you, you leave your car your car with a, a concierge and you find that it's been parked in a field for a week. Um, proper car park. And I think it cost about 10, 15 quid to park the car for, for five days, you know, which I think wow. is re- really reasonable. Um, and, you know, did a, a nice journey into Disneyland Paris. Um, so, yeah, for people that side uh you know wanting to get the train from that part of the Eurostar process then this is a nightmare because and also as well the other thing you got to think of is like you got two train stations now which are running trains um because yeah. they do have other train lines to go through them but there must be people that have had to make redundant yeah. because you can't you're going to have separate staff, so you, you you might be able to repurpose some of those positions, but you yeah. can't repurpose everybody. So yeah. you know, even from that side of things, it's it's not yeah. good. Yeah, and I don't know whether you have seen the reason that a lot of people are bringing up why this has happened. Um, apparently, it's due to having to pay the French to have border patrol in the stations. That has caused this issue, right? Um, and I think it's probably going to tie into what comes next uh, in this story. Um, yeah, it's 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 possible. I mean, the, the the one thing, just in general, even if you forget, even if you ignore what was from that statement yeah. about that, the fact is because we are now unbound from EU laws. Uh, yeah. It means that we can't do the things that we used to do because we don't have the yeah. agreements in place. Now, that's not, you know, I don't know, you don't know uh, the reasons behind all of this. You know, you can no. hear a blanket statement like that, but what does that yeah. actually mean? Is that because, you know, the French government have said, right now it's going to cost you £2,000 more than it did before? Um is it that they haven't got the staff? About? You know, we yeah. don't know exactly what the reason is, but the, the reason is obviously down to Brexit and the fact that we don't have that same yeah. uh, governance that we, we shared. Um, yeah. So, and, I, and we, we've seen this all over the place, right? You know, airports and stuff like that. You know, yeah. we've seen the long lines of the British uh, travellers now compared to people with EU passports. Um, you know, there's, there's all these things that we're not, mentioned or factored into this is why you should vote remain or leave that's now coming to affect us all you know and i've been uh i've been open on other podcasts i based on on what i understood at the time i i didn't see a problem with leave um it didn't matter what i voted because i think where i lived it was about 70 percent leave so my vote for leave 
made no difference at all because that's that overwhelmingly won. Um, of course, I soon what I thought I knew turned out not to be true, and I've regretted it ever since a lot sooner than a lot of people did. But I bought into the hype. I bought into the these things weren't going to be a problem, like an idiot. Uh, absolutely hold my hands up to it, but I'm not responsible for it. One vote doesn't doesn't make a difference no. when it was such. Uh, well, certainly because of it being regional. But anyway, the, the fact is is that I don't think even the people telling us what you know, vote yes, vote leave, um, actually understood themselves. I think that's mostly the problem. Yeah, they assumed it wouldn't be this painful or would cause these problems, and it has. Um, and the other problem as, as well is that you know Eurostar have not been um, financially successful as well. No. So that's also a problem. And again, it could be that before the agreement was that Eurostar put so much money towards paying for this. We don't know. Um, yeah. But whatever the reasons are, it, it's not happening now. And you know they're saying that this could be the case now until 2025. Now, yeah. I also... Although reading that statement, and it obviously it's, it's saying when that might change, we don't know in 2025 if there will be a change or no. if they'll delay it again. Also, we don't know if anything might change in between that time. So who's to no. say that actually next year an agreement is made or compromise is made and actually they do go up and running again? It's, it's very unlikely the, the problem is is that all we can go on at the moment is the statements that are being yeah. put out. And I think the problem is is they've got to say something. I don't think anyone actually knows for sure what no. could happen or when, but at least if you say, well, it's not going to be like for the next two years, that gives you a lot of breathing space. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Try definitely. Out. And, I, and I suppose we well, we better talk about the second half of their story that, that followed a couple of days later. Mm. Um for those of you, and we've talked about it between us here um, on shows previously, to be fair, we don't use this service very often because it's normally easier and cheaper um, to do it indirect. Yeah. Um, but the Eurostar is no longer going to be running all the way through to Disneyland Paris directly. No. Um, you'll no longer be able to get on one train in London and get off at the other end at Disneyland Paris without getting off a train anymore. So there's a there's a few things here, I think. So the first one was, when this announcement was made, I think it looks a lot worse. Or I, I thought it looked a lot worse than it actually was. It was worded very badly. Mm. And I think, so just to give anyone listening context, if you try tomorrow uh, to book a... Eurostar train from London because again you can't book it from the Kent stations uh, so from London to uh, Disneyland Paris which I, th- I think that's what it comes up as on Eurostar even though that's yeah, not the can, name of the station you can it? type in Disneyland Paris or you can type in Marlon Ballet okay. but most people will type in Disneyland Paris yeah, because and it, that's what they're looking for yeah and, that, and it will come up with that yeah. um, so if you do that and uh, you know whatever day you pick you'll as long as it's quite a few months out, you'll probably get a lot of trains. Yeah. And they'll say direct. Well, they won't say direct. It will just say London 2. But when you actually look into the journey, 
you'll see there's a break. And yeah. that's because normally there's only one direct train a day. Yeah. One direct train there, one direct train back. And I think is it is it two two and three quarter hours? Or three hours? Yeah, it's about that. Yeah, I can't remember. As I said, exact... it's been a while since I've yeah. done. So sometimes you'll look and the journey will say three and a half hours or four hours. Um, and the reason for that is because there will be uh, a break. And that break will be you will depart the train in Lille, Lille International, and you will then move from the Eurostar train generally to a TGV. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever been moved onto a Eurostar train. No. Um, so it's normally a TGV, which is the uh, the double-decker trains that you see in France. Um, and and the reason for the differences in, in times is because obviously you're connecting to another train. So I've never seen less than 15 minutes between no. a Eurostar train and uh, getting onto a TGV to complete the rest of your and journey. And you're normally looking at about 50 minutes. Yes, yeah. I think the longest I've seen is 90. Yeah. But again, it, it will vary depending on the on the time your yeah. train is getting there to when the TGV is running through Lille going to that destination. So, um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, there's only one train a day. It's not a, a very good time of day. It's normally about 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, which means you lose half of your day. You'll get there at lunchtime. Uh, you'll get there around 12. By the time you get off the train, by the time you drop your bag somewhere, I'd say 90% of people are going straight to a hotel. They're not yeah. going to drop those bags off at the uh, luggage dropping in the parks and going in. They're going to their hotel to check in. If you're doing that, um, you know, I had a nightmare obviously last time when I stayed at uh, Cheyenne. It took me about an hour and a half to get seen, get the paperwork sorted out because there was a cock up and get my room. Um, so that means you're not heading to the park till three o'clock, two, three o'clock. Yeah. So that first day is is written off. Now, if you're if you don't have tickets for the you know, you'll you'll stay with the hotel because you've got annual passes, you bought tickets elsewhere, then it may not be as much of an issue because you're not losing that first day. But um if you are and that is supposed to be your first day. If you're going direct, then that, as, as you said, you're losing half that day. Um, I will often, you know, my preferred is to actually forgo that and go straight to Paris and then get the uh, the RER tube service, which again, I mean, even that is, is a pain because there's not a direct train. You have to go on one line for about two or three stops and then walk over to the other platform and then get the train on for the rest of the journey. Yeah. Um, but I find that a bit easier and normally a bit quicker than waiting at Lille for uh, another train, another TGV. And you've done this yourself, haven't you? Oh, I've done the Lille one, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, multiple times. The problem that I find with that is the trains have about two minutes from the doors opening to the doors closing. Yeah, they're timed so you have to get on when yeah. you've got luggage if you've got a buggy you are stressing there's other people stressing 
you're trying to get on the train but the the places for luggage are normally full and they're not very big inside so you've got to kind of fight your way through people you'll go to your seats you'll find someone sitting in your seat because that always happens because people for whatever reason in france just ignore tickets and seats I've given up trying to get in my seat. I normally yeah. sit on, you know, as you get to the top of the stairs, there's normally a couple of little pull-down seats. Yeah. I normally just sit there. Yeah. I don't even bother trying to fight my way into the the carriage itself. And this is the the, the problem is if you are with children, yeah. you can't do that. Do you know what I mean? No. You've got to find some seats for yourselves. And you know, so, most of the time we've been in that position and we've like said like, you know, sorry, we, you know these are our tickets and the thing is as well the seats actually normally have they normally go around and put the tickets in the seats yeah as to when people like so it says when the person's getting on so people people are aware of this now some like i said most of the time when we've been in that situation people have like moved no problem at all other times you'll get a moan you'll get somebody who's a bit disgruntled not going to shift so then you've got to sit in someone else's seats yeah uh, which will then cause a problem like further down the line and whatever. Um, but what I mean is it's it's a pain. Now, if I'm doing that myself, I don't mind. It's not a problem for me. But throw some kids in the mix, throw a buggy, throw some big cases, it's it's not it's not great. Um, so, you know, I, personally, I've not had major problems. Like, it's it's two minutes of stress and then you're on the train. Yeah. And the train's away, and you're fine. You can de-stress, um, but that two minutes is very stressful. Um, but if that's the only way you can do it, then then fine. Um, so that was my thing initially. Was really most of the trains that are direct aren't direct anyway. Yeah. So how much of a problem this is going to be? And then it was pointed out to me exactly why this is going to be a problem. Do you want to take a guess as to why? have no idea disabled people yeah because yeah, the thing course. is when you get on um you know let, let's just say you've got uh, a wheelchair like either a regular wheelchair or a power wheelchair doesn't matter when you're getting on in london they've got to get the ramp out for you you get on the train um you've got your you know your special section you're you're sorted you're there you're you're going to be staying there until you get off at disneyland paris if you've got to get off at Lille, that's a whole other performance. Yeah. So I don't know um, what preparations they have for that. I don't know how easy it is to get on a TGV in a wheelchair. You know, I, I don't know. So the problem is some people have to. You know, their, their only option is to go on that direct train. So if that's not going to be there anymore, what do those people do? Mm. I don't know. And and Lille isn't the easiest station to get around. It's yeah. Sometimes, very occasionally, you'll be on the same platform. Yeah. Most of the time, you will need to take a lift or um, an escalator up to another platform. Yeah, there was. I think the well, actually, the last time we went, we didn't get on the train in that little station we actually had to walk out of that station and down a street to another uh little station and get the train from there which actually was much easier because that that's that other station entrance you walked in there 
and it was like a normal train terminal. Yeah, like the trains it, were it, right there. Yeah, it just felt like you were in somewhere in London. Yeah, with that one, much much easier. So I'd I'd have actually been happier if that's what they were going to do going forward. Yeah, um, and also because it was on the ground, it did mean like with buggies and stuff like that, it was much easier because you didn't have to worry about lifts or or yeah. escalators or anything like that. I mean, if you what happens? If you go to Lille and you've got to get onto another platform and the lift's not working. Like, yeah. What do they do? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. And I've seen them not work. Yes. When I've been in there as well. Yeah, no, I have. So, you know, I, I think this this could be uh, a big nightmare for, for people in ways that I hadn't really um, thought about. So for me personally, what I would advise, rather than trying to go direct, is doing what I suggested, which is going to... Paris Gardenor instead you can't the problem with that is you what you have to do is buy tickets when you get to that station to take yeah. you the rest of the way because you're you're taking a different train line um I mean I think you can buy them in advance but I can't bother with that I'll just go and use the touchscreen machines you know they're, they're in yeah. English uh you can type in a destination it's fine um just like and that's what they, they do recommend that normally. I know they certainly do with Lille because you right. can't... It's a little bit different, I think, with with the RER. Um, but with the uh, TGV, you have to be on that specific train. Yes, that's true. Um, so they do recommend that if you are going out a different way and just go booking like a ticket to Lille and then doing the TGV yourself that they you don't book them in advance and you buy them at the station and it's the same as if you fly into Charles de Gaulle yeah because um, it's the same line just a little bit closer yes yeah you'll you'll, uh, you'll probably well. be getting on the same train yeah more often than not um so uh, but again you've got the same problem there which is if you need to have a lift you've got to rely on those lifts working yeah, I think you can get down to the platforms without it, but it's very, very long-winded if you do. Um, and they're, they're pretty well signposted. If you if you know what the the route you're taking in advance, yeah. then it's it's fine. Like I yeah. knew, right? I have to get on the I can't remember A four for a little bit, you know, to this station, and then I have to jump over to the A two. That's completely wrong. I know I I know saying that it's wrong, <laughs> but um, but the thing is that they are they are signposted as to what lines are where and in what direction they're going in. And the other thing as well, which is really I've always found really handy, is on the RER, the tube map on there is lit. It's like yes. every station's got a light, so you can see if if it's lit, that's the next. You know, those are the stations you're going towards. Yeah. If they're not lit, they're the stations that have already they've already stopped at previous to you getting on the train but you you can see immediately what direction the train's going in and again it's like using the london underground i mean you know the the platforms are for trains going in certain directions so as long as you are on the right platform you're going to get on the right train yeah um but you know and it, the thing is that those trains are wheelchair friendly as well because they are flat there's no step yeah. down or anything like that so in that regard, they are much more friendly um, than some of the other trains that you'll you'll have to get on. So, um, 
and I mean, it, what, what's it take from um, Paris Garden or about forty-five minutes? Yeah, I think in total, it's not it's not particularly long. You, you, it's probably it's it's probably quicker to do this than it is to wait at Lille. Yeah, for the direct train. Know, so. Yeah, because because Lille's it's an, it's over an hour from Lille. Yeah, to to DLP. Yeah. So even though you're on the Eurostar for longer to get into Paris, because of the waiting around and stuff, it's probably still quicker to... Yeah. I mean, your waiting around time at Lille is what it's going to take you on the tube, roughly. Yeah. Unless, unless you're lucky and it's it's a quick changeover. Um, but it is, it is really going to make people rethink their holidays. You know, I've seen some people say, well, my only option now is to fly or yeah. to drive. Um, and maybe that will... That will drive, you know, punning not intended, but maybe it will drive people to do, to go a different route, which yeah. is only going to be bad news for Eurostar. Yeah. If people are using less of those trains, it's, you know, for a company that's already complaining that they're not making as much money as they uh, should be, well, that's going to have another impact. And I have seen people say, well, why? It's, you know, it's, it's obviously profitable. Well, no, it's obviously not. Yeah. Eurostar are not going to take a route out because it's profitable. It's not profitable enough anymore. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. It might have been two, three years ago. Um, but with changes, it no longer is. And that's going to start from next summer. Yeah. Did Did they say when? Was it like from the 1st of July or something? I can't remember the date. Um, I mean, basically, if you've already got it booked, you're probably safe. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think tickets for after then anyway would even be on sale by now. Um, so I imagine you would be safe. If you weren't, they would have, they would tell you in the next few days. Uh, it's after the fifth of June. Okay, so hang on. Uh, oh yeah, no, so it's, it's normally nine months in advance, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, they. So yeah, that's not going to affect anyone that's booked because you wouldn't have been able to book those already. Um, but yeah, so that that's what's going to happen going forward. Now, how long is that going to be for? Who knows? Forever? Uh, for a few months? And it, it could all change again if, if you're a star or struggling and someone has to buy it. Yep. Or alternatively, you know, if there's, an, if there's uh, too much backlash, they might yep. just forget it altogether. Who knows? Yep. Like, it's, a, it's a long way off. Nine months is a long, long way yeah. Anything could anything could change. That's correct. From, from then to now. Yeah. Better now to then, even. It's uh it, it sounds a little bit like the intro to Thunderbirds, but a long lot more uh convoluted and not yeah. quite as exciting. Yeah. But yeah. Um so yeah, so that that is pretty big news. Um if I mean I, I think we kind of went into alternatives fairly well, but um, if you do want more of a what the hell to do if the Eurostar train isn't going direct and I want to yeah. get there, we'll do an episode on it uh, because we can talk about the various uh, other ways that you can and the pros and cons and stuff like that. So let us know. We've got an email yes. address. We do sometimes check it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, any other news? Not that I'm aware of, no. I think I there think is, the the calm before the storm at the moment. Yeah, well there is one other bit of news, although it's just a quick bit. 
Um, but that is that they have um, kind of conceded defeat and admitted that uh, Avengers Flight Force isn't um, satisfying guests in the way that they would like it to be, and there will be a refurb to that attraction. Um, They haven't announced when, that will be going down for refurbishment, and I hope Room, it's... Rumour is the beginning of next year. Good, I was going to say, as long as it's January, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, that was what I heard. Yeah. Um, shout out to Theme Park Worldwide on that, because he was, Sean over there was, uh, he was there, he went out a couple of weeks afterwards, and yeah, he, he was too. already hearing that was changing, even right. at that point. Well, I guess the thing is, they've got to, first of all, decide what they're going to change then design what they're going to change and then implement yeah. the changes. So it's not going to be a quick thing. I mean, from what I've seen, and again, we've not experienced it ourselves, but from what we've heard, from what we've seen on videos, um, it just appears to be extremely dark and not much happens. No, like, occasionally you do see you'll stuff. get Captain Marvel alongside you. Yeah, there's a few, there's a few things projected it. and that's it. So um, I don't know how you're going to do that, but that's for the Imagineers to... Uh, to figure out and I'm sure they will because I mean the thing is you you look at it and think it is lacking in that regard yeah that that ride system I really enjoy you know I enjoy the attraction itself so as long as it kind of gives me the feels that that's okay you know yeah and I I think it is it's it's actually what's within the ride now because from what I've seen the queue's great Uh, the ride vehicles look great um, I just I don't think they've got the uh, the inner workings of the attraction going um, as well as they hope they would have. No one looks at Rock and Roller Coaster and said the best thing about it is the pre-show. No, people enjoyed the pre-show, yeah. but no one sat there and turned around and said the best thing about this whole attraction is before you get on the ride. Yeah, which is the opposite of what's happening now. Yeah, like nearly everyone that I've seen talk about it has said. The, the queue area, what you see in the queue, great stuff. Yeah. Once you get on the attraction, that's when the problems start happening because nothing yeah. happens. So, yeah. it's uh, I, I, I think it's good that they're being so reactive to it. Yeah. And not going, well, tough. You know, that they are actually right. How do we fix this? Yeah. I think that's good. I mean, would it have been good if they thought about that before the ride opened? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, throw another million quid at it and you can probably sort it out quite nicely. Yeah. So. And I suppose we we should apologise for our comments on the last episode um, regarding how refreshed Avengers Campus would stay um, character-wise. Because um, within... I apologise for nothing. Week, within a week, <laughs> there was a new character walking around Avengers Campus. Well, I would like to say that... Or I would like to propose that what happened was that, uh, you know, the the head honchos, uh, Natasha and co, listened to that episode and went, We know they're listening. We know. Yeah. And thought, you know what? They're right. We better better do something and make them look like idiots. I'd like to think that we're the reason for the change. Because as you said, it was about a week after the last episode dropped that that happened. Um, We've only... Well, I've only seen or heard of one new character. Yeah, that's it so far. Yeah, but uh, but I can't I can't imagine they're going to introduce She Hulk. 
well, they haven't in California, have they? Which is no, normally they where they they're normally quite hot off the press with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All they did, they put a uh, a bench in with her her advertisement on the back of it. Okay. Um, so they have put something in, I suppose. But yeah, I can't imagine we are ever going to see She Hulk in the parks. Same as we'll never see Hulk. Yeah, but we get Gamora. Yeah. But yeah, but She Hulk's she... seven foot six. Yes, and has a, a slightly different body shape to Gamora. I'll give you. <laughs> yeah. That. I, to be honest, I've still not even started watching She Hulk yet. Um, which is obviously bad for someone who likes Marvel and Disney content. Um, but I've been I've been watching Sandman. Yeah. So I will, and also only two episodes have dropped as as of yeah. this recording. So that's another thing as well. Like I do get a little bit frustrated with the weekly drops, and sometimes I will wait a few weeks for a show to be on before yeah, I get stuck and, in. And I've been having this this conversation on Beth Pal Bam um, that Star Wars seem to be all right with dropping multiple episodes mm. when it first comes out. Marvel, not so much. Marvel, don't. Um, and it they, is a bit of a problem. They've done it a few times, haven't they? Because they did it with WandaVision. Yeah. And they did it with Hawkeye? I think. Yes. Um, did they do, What did they do with Moon Knight? I'm trying to think. No, Moon Knight was only one because it ended with that, that reveal oh. of him in the toilets, didn't it? Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Um, yes, yeah, so they've, they've done it a few times, but Star Wars, it almost seems like they're allergic to dropping a single episode to start a, a series off, because yeah. like nearly everything has had at least two episodes, yeah. or have done that thing like, uh, didn't Kenobi do one on a Wednesday and one on a Friday? One on Friday, yeah. So it was the same, well, it was a few days apart, same week. Um but yeah, Marvel are funny with that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure what the and reason. And even this, because it's a, it's an even longer series this time. This is, I think, the longest one we've had. Um, and it just, it's, it's strange that they just won't do it. And it certainly felt like both of these episodes. It's certainly the second one was incredibly short, as well. I've, I so I have not seen. I've not even looked at the episode lengths, but. Uh, I did see that people about, complained about the length of it. About twenty-four minutes. Which, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I think the problem is, if it was twenty-four minutes of a network show, that's exactly yeah. what you expect because a, a show on a network would last about twenty-four minutes for a thirty-minute slot because of adverts. Yeah. But when you're used to Disney Plus having, um, you know. Over thirty minutes, sometimes nearer an hour long they episodes. They tend to be drama length episodes, don't they, rather than comedy length well, episodes. Well, again, you take you take the you you take out the the fact they've got adverts and stuff, um, and and so an hour long drama would be forty five minutes. Yeah, and that yeah, you would most Marvel shows are around forty to fifty minutes. I'd say yeah, most episodes. So yeah, for that to be twenty four is is very short. Quite yeah, nice to be um, short. And we all turned round and went, "Really? That's that's it? 
just as the episode was getting going, we were kind of like, oh, we're done. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, the quality is great. Uh, the CGI has improved massively. There's still mm. some Uncanny Valley moments where she looks like Princess Fiona. Um, but they de- certainly have improved it. And yeah, I've I've enjoyed the first two episodes and I just want more. It's It's just not enough. Do you know how many are in this series? I think it's either 10 or 12. Um, I think it's 12. Okay, yeah, because um, some of, um, like WandaVision, I think was about nine. Yeah, but, but most, was meant to be 10. Yeah, most of them. Because they cut one. Did they? I didn't realise yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't get it finished in time. Yeah. Um, um, same as Winter Soldier, was that lost an episode as well. Yeah, well, that was more pandemic-y, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it was in both cases. It's it's nine. So it's nine again. I oh, okay. wasn't right. Okay. I was getting confused because Daredevil, when that comes back, is 16. Yes. Yeah, but the thing is, even with nine, like, Captain Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel was six, wasn't it? Yeah. Loki, I think, was six. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier was six, I think. Yeah. Or seven. I think it was seven. It was meant to be eight right. because they cut the uh, the pandemic story out of it. That's why right. they lost episode. a lot of footage, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Moon Knight was about six as well, I think. Yeah. So it's on the longer side, yeah. um, for sure. But uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe for Disney Plus, they'll drop two episodes. Who knows? Yeah. Actually, there's another thing that they are celebrating Disney Plus Day again in the parks. Yeah. Uh, if you go on the 8th of September, there is uh, badges. Uh, I, I won't drop in the line from Blazer Saddles here, but use your imagination. Um, and I believe there's a blue, I think it's a donut. Yeah. That they've got for that day as well. You'll never that guess what seems... it's, filled, it's filled with. Jam? No. Jamming? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not my Bob Marley joke, no. Um, no Nutella. Of course. Oh, of course. Of course. And that was the, the donut thing kind of cropped up, didn't it, for the uh, the 25th anniversary. Mm. That, with the, the, the little stars all over it. Yes. And it seems to have been the thing they now go to, where we used to joke that it used to be a cupcake. It, uh, Disneyland Paris, it's a donut. It's a donut now, they've upgraded. Yes. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Um, or a scary Chewbacca cookie. <laughs> Wookie cookie. <laughs> yeah. Cookie, cookie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really understand Disney Plus Day in the parts. Oh, no. also that day, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can get into uh, early Magic Hours, extra yeah. Magic Hours as well, which is just bizarre. What you're supposed to do? Show your phone, logging into <laughs> Disney Plus. I don't, I don't really get it. And also as no. well, you would, you would think most people that have got part tickets have probably got Disney Plus anyway. So yeah. Weird, 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 weird. Yeah. Um, I don't get Disney Plus Day in the parks. Just, yeah. just strange. Um, I was, I was going to say to tie into that. Yeah. Um, we talked about for for our other show doing our D twenty three predictions. Should we yes. do our, our little Disneyland Paris predictions? Ooh. Before we move on to our last bit. Go on, him. Um. So if we do one that we think will definitely happen, and maybe one that we think probably hasn't been talked about, but might slip in there. Um, I, I reckon for for mine, 
Um, I think that maybe might be put out there um, will be that new hotel around the lake, uh, around the Lake Disney. Yep, yep. Um, that we've we've talked about over and over again, where they built steps that lead to nothing. Um, so I'm going with that. Maybe one that hasn't been talked about so much. Um, and I think one that we can probably guess will happen. Um, I'm going for they will announce another princess pavilion around the new lake alongside Arendelle. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think I think they will announce one new attraction for Disneyland Park. I'm torn. The if I was a betting man, I would say it's more likely that they will announce Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Yeah, very hard for me to say as I can't pronounce ours. Um, which has has long been rumoured. What wasn't the rumour that it was going to be put in place of the passport office? Yeah, or it was going to be put was, in that area. That area. Yeah, the rumour was it was, yeah. yeah, it was in that gate. Yeah, area that leads between um, Discovery, Discovery and Fantasy Land, and Fantasy yeah. Land where yeah. the at the moment the parade comes from. Yes. Um, so so that, yeah, that was where it was rumoured. Yeah. So rumours of that really went quiet, and the weird thing with that was they announced uh, they didn't announce it at the same time. I don't think, but uh, like I think. Disney World had already been announced and then it was followed up by California getting their version. Yeah, the California one was announced at the last D23 Expo, yeah. I believe. So I think... I mean, when was the last D23? I know when it was supposed to be, but when was it? Was it 2019? Uh, it would have been 2019, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, after, just before we went out to Orlando. Yes, of course it was. Um... So, yeah, so at that point, it was months before Disney World's version was about to open. Yeah. So it was obviously a, a while. So that that's, that's if I was a betting man, that's the most likely, I think, coming over because it's been put in the other two parks. Yeah. But obviously rumours for years and years that we was going to get a second Indiana Jones attraction, yeah. one based more on California, and we obviously know that the land is there behind um, the Temple of... What is it? Temple <laughs> Peril du Temple. There you go. <laughs> Temple Peril. Uh, Indiana Jones and Temple Peril. Um, yeah, so we, we know we've got the land there. Um, but because we've got the new Indiana Jones film coming out next year, yeah. um, I wondered if we might get a version of the California uh, attraction, the Indiana Jones adventure, but possibly themed more to this new film than that version which is obviously you know coming up to 30 years old now isn't it yeah so like early 90s that Kate that opened in Disneyland so yeah, yeah um, it went through it's it went through a refurb after it's 25th oh there you go so yeah sure. so so that's the other one just because it's been long rumored for a while and there's a new film coming out um so that's my likely one is that we'll get an announcement of a new attraction because we haven't had an attraction yeah built there for years um my kind of uh unspoken one is 
if they've made a decision yet on the third gate or the, th- the third expansion to uh, the studios. Yeah. Did we talk about what the rumours were on the last show? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because uh, the, they, they'd asked, hadn't they, just before yes. they asked Natasha whether they'd made the decision That's when right. Avengers Camp was opened, and she said, no, not yet. Yeah, and, and we were speculating on what it could be. Yeah. The problem is with that is that if it if they do decide it's going to be Avatar, it's going to be after that film comes out, not before. Yeah. So I, for that reason alone... I think we won't hear that. I mean, that's the announcement we want to hear. We want a yeah. decision on that, so we know what we're going to get. But for that reason alone, I think we won't hear about that at D23. But I'd be very welcome if they did make a decision. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't think we will. No. Or, no. curveball, um, we might see more of Disney Village. Yeah, I think we'll probably see more of... I, I think that's pretty much a given, isn't it? Due to the fact that it's starting in what six months, yeah, oh, I think I think we'll see that. It'd be nice if they announced some tenants. We've obviously yeah. only had one so far. Yeah, I you know, again, if I was uh, a betting man, Lego is going to remain there. McDonald's is going to remain there. Whether it remains where it is. Or whether that gets expanded, I don't know. I mean, the one, the biggest complaint I've got about that McDonald's, all right, the second biggest complaint, because the first one is that if you press the vegetarian button, they offer you a fish sandwich (laughs) (laughs) and a salad. (laughs) Um, The bitterest man in the room. (laughs) I'm not offended by it. I just think it's hysterical. Um, But, I mean, the, the biggest problem with that McDonald's is the fact that it's not big. You know, it's always absolutely rammed. And it is always extremely hard to find somewhere to sit. And bearing in mind that they've got a whole seating area outside, undercover, in that restaurant, and you still can't get a seat anywhere. Yeah, um, it is far too small for where it is. So uh, an expansion yeah. of that would be great. But I think McDonald's is staying. Um, I think. Um, I think Vapiano's Five Guys. I think they're fine. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll be leaving anytime soon because they're quite new. But it wouldn't surprise me if we see a change to the other existing restaurants. Um, I think we could see some of those go, potentially, yeah. or rethemed. You know, things things like King Ludwig's uh, been there for quite a while. Yeah. With that theme, does it get a retheme? I don't know what other chains the company that runs that owns. You know, could there be something else? Uh, Rainforest Cafe. That I think that's in danger as well. Um, you know, it's another one which I think the appeal of has kind of dwindled with that. You know, Hard Rock's really the only one that people tend to still really care about yeah. generally, aren't they? You know, other theme restaurants don't really do that well. I know, obviously, in Disney World, you've still got Planet Hollywood, you've still got, you know, multiple uh, Rainforest Cafes, T-Rex Cafes, but I don't think they work in Europe particularly well. No. I think they're very faddy. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see those go. Steakhouse as well could go, I think, replaced with yeah. a new new idea. Um, and I think we'll lose some of the Disney shops as well. Yeah, I would imagine I so. I think there's far too many 
you know, when, the merchandise is everywhere. Yeah. You don't need six different Disney shops and the world of Disney to no. sell that stuff. You know, you can have the world of Disney and then, you know, I I like the specialist stores that they had. You know, I love yeah. the art gallery shop. Um, yeah, I, think, I will take an expansion on that. Yeah. A bigger one because there's not enough room in there. Oh, no. And it's another one that's that's too small. And it's on two floors. They could they could yeah. use that better than they do. Um, and, you know, Disney fashion, I think, is a good concept that is often well executed, but not always. Um, but they, they're good ideas for shops. The toy shop they used to have seemed to serve no purpose because the toys were also sold in the main Disney shop. So, yeah, it, it just it just seems like they've, they've stuck too much of their stuff there. And I think they want to really expand that out make it a little bit more like we've seen at Disney Springs um, and downtown uh, to make it fit more. So, yeah, some announcements around that would be great. Yeah. And my my final shout-out will be to the the long-drawn expansion to Toy Story Land with uh, Alien Spell and Saucers. I think we might finally get an announcement on that. Uh, If they were smart, they'd just put Toy Story Mania in and have done, wouldn't they? But yeah. I, I, the thing that concerns me with that is that Swirling Saucers, or us, as I lovingly yeah. called it on the show <laughs> the other day, um, that is is too similar to Carl's Crotcher Rally. Yeah. And I don't see the point in having two very similar attractions, and nor do I see cars being moved out. Nice. You know, it's it, it still, you know, it, it never has huge queues, but it always seems to have people using it. It doesn't take up much space. And what are you going to replace it that with, really? Problem, problem you've now got with Toy Story Mania is that it's pretty much exactly the same ride as Web Slingers or Web Adventure, which is yeah. the big complaint that they've had in California. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's... I mean, I, the only thing, it's a different shooting system, but it's... Yeah, it's a similar attraction, isn't yeah. it? So, I mean, I, I think there's, I think the difference between Toy Story Mania and Web Slingers is far more than Swirling Saucers and Quattro Rally. Yeah, but maybe I'm being too generous. Maybe, maybe you're right. But and, unless we're getting Cars Land, where we haven't got enough room for Cars Land, going well, in I mean, where it was meant to be Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just realised what I was saying. <laughs> then, yeah, and it, oh, oh, and then you could keep the. Uh, Backlot tour, yeah. Well, that's what I always said. As I said, it was only ever temporary. That's what they were saving it for. So they'll leave the structure. They'll leave leave the loading structure as part of Cars Land. You know, all jokes aside, though, are you honestly telling me that they couldn't build, um, what's it called, Radiator Springs, Radiator Spring, Radiator Springs racers? Yeah. On that landmass. Yeah. Because that that's a huge plot of land that the backlot tour takes up. Yeah. If you took out the I mean you know, a lot of it is obviously just, just garbage now. But if you took all of that out and obviously the uh the self deprecating truck that tries to kill it's the suicidal truck, let's call him that. Yeah. Um if you took all of that out and the loading area and the roads and stuff, you couldn't put Radiator Springs in that plot of land. No. It's, 
I I just I'd never understood that that idea. I know they still wanted a people eater, which is because you can load loads of people onto them. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying, why? what I'm saying, what I'm saying is though, if you if you got rid of all of that, could you not plonk Radiator Springs there as yeah, an attraction? You could, but I think it, with the temporary nature of this attraction, I think it's been put in to eat people while they're building what they've already announced. Yeah. Okay. And then once that's done, then they can go. Do you know what? We can put something properly in here now. Yeah. Because we've got everything else around it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll see that. Um, all right, look, let's quickly talk about um, our future plans then, because we've avoided that elephant in the room. Um, yep. So you better go first, as you are, yeah. literally. Yeah, I am literally going first. Um, so yeah, as, as you all know, I was meant to be there for opening day of Avengers Campus, um, and due to the ridiculous heat wave that flew through Europe, um my transport wasn't available um it was something i'd used before i was going by bus i was going by coach just because it was easiest it gets me there early so i would be there for opening uh, of the park and um, so it's something i tend to go to it's it's easy i can i can travel into london on a friday evening or whenever i'm going uh, and jump on the the coach overnight and, and sleep on the coach and then i'm there bright and breezy for for the opening of the day um but as i said it didn't happen last time um my planning for this trip has been all over the place because i'm going to california um in less than a month afterwards so i'm doing exactly the same as i did last time when we all went to orlando one weekend i was going to, <laughs> to disneyland paris uh, and then about three days later i flew out to orlando uh, it's not quite as bad this time well you were running last time as well <laughs> yeah yeah i was um, it's not quite as bad this time. I have got about three weeks in between trips. Um, so I've been trying to plan this and I went through different things. I got my voucher that I'd, I'd got for, or I'd, I'd had to change my train on the last trip. I couldn't get a voucher anymore because I'd left it so late. They weren't doing it anymore. And I've had to pay for it to be adjusted um, because of the fact that it was the day before I was due to travel. Um, so I looked at it. And I thought, well, I'll just go kind of once all the kids have gone back to school. I didn't want to go throughout the summer. Um, so I thought I'll go back to when everybody's back at school. And I looked in my calendar to check the dates and I got a hotel booking in my, in my calendar. And I looked at it and I, I'd got the Explorers booked for race weekend. Right. Uh, I'd booked it the previous year in case. And I looked at it and I'd booked the Friday as well. And I didn't really want to do Friday. I'm only doing Saturday and Sunday. And I went to amend it and I couldn't. Um, they they wouldn't let me take a day off of it. Um, it was all done through booking.com. And normally you can just adjust it. And Other hotel websites are available. We're not snagging yeah. off bookings.com if they want to sponsor no. the show. No, I definitely wasn't. And it, it's down to the hotel. It's not down to booking.com. Yeah. Um so I, I, can't, I thought I'll just have a look and see what else is available. So this is when uh, the Magic Circus comes into play. Because I'm actually staying there. So I've got that booked for the Saturday and Sunday of what would have been race weekend. Right. Um, I changed my train. Uh, I'm only using the train coming back. 
um, because that's how much I'd got on the voucher. Um, all the prices have gone up. I, when I got that original voucher, it was for both ways um, for Rice Weekend, but it, the, the prices have gone up so much over the three years since I since I booked that. Um, how much? It, how much was your train? It was, but I want to say about one hundred and forty quid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't swear. I didn't swear. And that's why I went to look to see whether I could do it both ways. Right. Like, get the first train out of London on the, the Saturday morning. And it was yeah. just so expensive um, that I was just like, no, it's not worth it because I am going to lose time anyway. And yeah. then I looked at it and I... Another cancelled holiday. We got a Premier Inn book to Gatwick um, to go to Florida. And I thought, oh, because we're not going... We're not flying to California from Gatwick. And we couldn't yeah. move hotels. It, it had to be that hotel. Um, right. And I thought, do you know what? I'll see whether I can move it to this weekend. I can stay overnight and I can fly out on Saturday morning. And I, I looked at it and they wanted double the amount of money that I'd already paid to move the hotel. Jeez. So I'd, we've shelled out, I think we'd only paid like 60 quid, but they wanted another 60 quid to change it. Yeah. And I was like, and then it was 60 quid on the for the flight as well and I looked at it and I went do you know what I'm just going to book the coach again and I've managed to get travel from where I live to London on the train the coach to Lille and the train from Lille to Disneyland Paris that gets me to DLP for half past eight in the morning for half the price of what it would have cost me to have got the travel to London, then to Gatwick, pay the hotel and the flight. It's mad. It's cost me about 120 quid to get my travel from where I live, then to Lille, and from Lille to Disneyland Paris, and then my train back from London when I get off the Eurostar. Um, so it was, it's the easiest way it, it might be a little bit more tiring, but it gives me two, pretty much two full days at Disneyland Paris. Um, and yeah, just so much cheaper and really it's easier for me because otherwise I have to start working things around, um, either staying somewhere or going like earlier in the day. Uh, the day before, and that means moving childcare around and and things like that. And the coach just works out easier for me, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper. Yeah, uh, and that's it. You, you, yeah, you got to you got to factor all of those things in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just if it's working, it's working. So yeah, yeah, and it de- it definitely does work. It just so happened that because of the weather. And I don't think it was the coach's fault, to be honest. I think it was the travel onwards once we wanted to get to France. I think the yeah. coach would have been running fine. It was it was whether you could get on the, the shuttle or the, the ferry. And I think that's what caused them to cancel it. So normally it's, it's fine. And hopefully in September, I've never had any issues. I've done it twice before. Um, so it should be fine. And I should, like always, catch the beginnings of the Halloween celebrations. 
Yes, because, yeah, by that point, they should be putting the stuff up. Yeah, it's normally that week. So, fingers crossed. So, because uh, we're not going to Halloween Horror Nights this year, mainly because Craig is a massive, massive pussy, <laughs> uh, he, uh, because because his daughter was hoping to get her university place, um, which she has, so that's great news um he he was reluctant to um be out of the country after she'd just gone down to university which i understand to an extent she's a grown woman craig <laughs> but um he's not a grown man though so he's definitely not a grown man that is very true I mean, he's a very tall man but he's not a grown man um but uh and also when he would have been able to have gone wouldn't have worked for me uh date wise anyway so it, it just wasn't going to happen um so he said something that we had pre previously talked about which was going to disneyland paris instead because uh you know it's a bit easier obviously not as far away all this kind of stuff um so we we looked into some availability we couldn't make it work with you because you've obviously had all your other stuff booked anyway so uh, we decided to uh, to carry on as a duo, and uh, we are going for four days. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to be in the parks for three, but we're going we're going to be there for four. So we are traveling on a Sunday. Um, my travel is sorted. My, our hotel isn't yet. More on that in a second. Um, and the, the reason why I asked about your your train. I was interested in what you were saying about the prices and stuff like that because my return, so I'm going London to Paris. I, I'm basically doing what I said about doing earlier on. So I'm going London to Paris uh, and then getting the RER. Uh, roughly speaking, I haven't checked the RER prices, but before it was about 13 to 15 euros um, to get from Paris to Disneyland Paris, so got to factor that in as well. But my actual Eurostar trains were about £78 return. Yeah. So that wasn't each, that was combined. My trains yeah. were about £39-ish pound something. Um, plus I, I added on the insurance because it was only a little bit extra, so I did that as well. So I, I think it cost me about £82 in total. So if you think about that, I'm paying 82, I think it was about 82 pound in total. So I'm paying 82 pound in total to go from London to Paris, Paris to London. Yeah. And your return was 140. Yeah. Just for the one, the one Fun train. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that's why I was curious because like, bloody hell, that, yeah, that, that is expensive. I don't think, you know, 40, £39 each way is bad at all. Uh, I could have got an upgrade as well, but uh, because of the times, I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered. So I'm getting into Paris, I think, Sunday afternoon. Um, and I leave to go back. I think the train out of Paris is six-ish, I think, in the evening. Which means leaving the park's about four, I guess. Um... So yeah, so I don't think it's too bad. So we're going on the Sunday. We'll have Monday, Tuesday, and whatever we've got of Wednesday in the parks, uh, and then coming back. 
haven't booked the hotel yet. Craig's mission to me was he wanted to do it how I would do it on a budget. So yeah. Craig is obviously um, uh, King Midas. Likes to uh, live the extravagant life. Um, whilst I'm not that fussy. So he's not going to be living up in the Marvel Hotel this year. He will be uh, instead staying in wherever I choose. I've run up hotels by him. He's liked the ones that I've suggested, so he's quite happy. Um, and I've looked at about four in the Valde Europe area. Um, I don't know how you're familiar you are with this, but one of them is the the Ibis. Yes. Now, there's two of those right next to each yeah. other. There's a budget and there's a regular, and I was looking at the yeah. budget because the actual difference in rooms is, is minimal. Um, yeah. But the idea being really is to kind of stay as reasonable as possible. And they were... I think they were some of the cheapest. They were about sixty-seven euros a night. Yeah, I think sixty-seven pounds a night. I can't remember what the if it was converted or not. Um, but not very expensive. But I'm looking at a few around that area. But nothing. You know, we're looking at less than a hundred pound a night. Um, and that will obviously be between us. So I think it's reasonable. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. And then Craig is going to see how I would do things. So I mean, obviously, the reason I like staying there is you've got the supermarket. Uh, and the shopping centre, you don't need to go in the shopping centre too much, um, but the supermarket's in the shopping centre, so you go there, you get your drinks, you get your breakfast bits, you get some snacks, save yourself a lot of money. So Craig is going to be seeing things how I would do them. Um, and then he gets to explore the parts of me, and I can show him all the nerdy stuff that he doesn't care about, <laughs> like the Discovery Mountain logos all around uh, yeah. Space Mountain, all that kind of nonsense. So that's what we're going to be doing. So... I think had I had I known this at the time, would I have watched all the stuff about Avengers Campus? Mm, I don't know. Probably still because I was yeah, curious. It's still, but it's still in nearly half a year. Yeah, yeah. So and I think if we if if you're doing a podcast or you're doing anything content wise yeah. about a theme park, if you're not there, you still need to know what's going on, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, the thing is, there are still things that I don't know, so... Exactly, where, where you can only see a certain amount of things on videos. Yeah. They're not going to show everything. No, no, so there'll, there'll still be things that I'll be surprised by, I'm sure. Um, and at least I already know that I'm going to be slightly disappointed in Avengers Flight Force. So, yeah. you know, that would be yeah. horrible for me to go and not know that. Lowest um, expectations, it can only better them. That's it. Um, I've seen bits of uh, Web Slingers, but again, haven't really paid too much attention to that. I remember seeing bits when it opened in California. Um, so, you know, some of that will be still be a surprise to me. Um, you know, and I've not looked too much in the shops and restaurants. The only one I have is I've seen bits from uh, Pim's Test Kitchen. Yeah. But that's that's really it. And I'm not sure about that. Have you thought about have you thought about what you might do when you're there? Do you think you might visit Pim's Test Kitchen? I probably won't, because to be fair, I'll be going to the one in California about three weeks later. Yeah. Um, at which I prefer because it's a proper quick service restaurant. Um, if anything, I'll probably eat in Starks. I think. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I can't. I did ha- as I said, I had it booked. I had Pim's Test Kitchen booked. Um, for the last time just to make sure that I would get into the land because mm. it did 
did guarantee you entry yeah. um, with a certain amount of time before your, your reservation. So I did have it booked, but it wasn't my intention to actually follow through with it. Yeah. Um, if I got in the land, I would have cancelled it. I think um, the, so I probably won't go. No, I think the problem is, for me, um, I've not done any of the buffets now since I became a vegetarian. Yeah. So I remember going to the buffets and then being very meat heavy. Um, and I think the problem is when you're throwing down, I think I think Pims is about thirty five or forty yeah. euros ahead. It's a lot of money to throw down if you're not sure how much food you're going to be able to eat. Yeah, I mean, definitely. look, don't get me wrong. There'll always be things like chips I can eat, but yeah. I don't want to spend that much money on on that. You know, I know the the giant pretzel sandwich that they do is a meat based sandwich, so yeah. that's out the window. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 things like that. So that that's what's putting me off going to to Pims really to eat is not knowing what I'll actually be able to to eat. And you know, they might let you. I, I don't know. They might let you go and have a look. They they used to in some buffets let you go yeah. and have a look at what they actually had out, but. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money to throw down if you think you're not going to be able to eat very much. And the, I think the other thing as well, like I think buffets are a really good idea in DLP because you can fill yourself up. Yeah. So value wise, they're probably they're probably pretty decent. Um, and I remember going to um, Plaza Gardens before we were coming home once. Because basically we got to have like a really big lunch, late lunch, and you know we didn't have to eat until we got home after the train journey. But when you're having a day in the parks, you you walk it off, I get, but you just don't want to feel too sluggish, do you? And the thing is, you you almost feel compelled to eat more than you would do normally because you paid for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. Yeah, so that that's what's put me off there, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, Starks is probably a go-to for me. Um, I might even look at the Superhero Cafe. I have ne- yep. here's a confession: I've never eaten or I never ate at Cafe de Casadores. No, I never didn't gone. either. All those times no. we were there, neither of us went. Interestingly, Blockbuster Cafe used to be my go-to. Yeah. Just because it was so easy, you could just walk straight in, pick something, and walk out again. Yeah. Pay for it, though. It's, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Don't steal it. No. Just but, flash my annual pass. That's it. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'll see <laughs> done. you later. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because um, a lot of people moaned at the new menu at uh, you know, what's now the Superhero Cafe because they didn't do burgers anymore. Mm. And people loved the fact that they cooked fresh burgers, apparently. Yeah. In front, but I mean, I don't know. Were they were they really that different from the other burgers you can get in the park? Probably not. Well, I, no one ever raved about them. No. So I used to hear more about the black black Darth Vader burgers than I did anything else. Yeah, well, that's to do with people going to the toilet afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that will do for now. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously going uh in September. Yeah. So you're going at the start of Halloween season. Me and Craig are going in the middle of November, just after the yep. Christmas decorations have gone up. So should be quite interesting. Um, you'll be at the start of Halloween, but Christmas will be 
about a week or so, maybe a bit longer in by the time we get out there. So it'd be quite nice. Um, But yeah, so there you go. We said we weren't going anytime soon and it wasn't a lie. It's just we hadn't planned it at the time. So now now we are doing that. Um, But is there anything else this month? No, that was it from me. Good stuff. Um, All that's left for me to say... Uh, is to our Patreons, I set up a new email account. Um, So if you want to get involved in the Patreon-only shows that we do and throw some ideas our way about things you want us to talk about, um, that podcast shows at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, This podcast has its own email address. If you want to ask us questions about Disneyland Paris specifically, and that's discoverdlppod at gmail.com. And I promise I do check it at least once every three months. Um, no, I, it's a bit more regular than that. But, you know, if I don't get back to you soon, that's why. Um, but, yeah, you know, get involved. Tell us what you want to hear. And we will try and please you. Um, and for me, that's all this month. Uh, we will see you in September. God, it's getting so quick, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with yeah, another episode so I mean I guess what we'll do is we'll wait for you to get back yeah and then we can do a, a yeah, trip mate. report I'll be back in a month's time so yeah good well I'll be, I'll be back in a month's time here yeah on this podcast yeah, definitely so we'll see you in September au revoir Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.